you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Well, thank you for joining me today, and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I am your host, Barbara Sabin, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. You know, I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and the older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use it for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires, because one day the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, boy, I have an amazing guest today. I'm going to bring her on right now. Hi, Jean, how are you? (laughs) I am doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm going to tell my (laughs) listeners a little bit about you. Uh, Jean Atman is your last name? Yes. Jean Atman, she is an intuitive energy healer, energy medicine specialist. She's an author and speaker. And Jean's unique combination of intuitive energy guidance, soul coaching, and belief sculpting sets the stage for radical transformation. And her primary focus is on empowering women to create internal stability and well-being and to activate their own power so that they can enjoy an ease-filled life filled with abundance and purpose. And Jean remains fearlessly dedicated to that cause and throughout her 21-year professional career has empowered tens of thousands of people worldwide to consciously create a beautiful life experience. Oh my, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, so it, it's it's so nice to be able to find my tribe, you could say, by me doing the, the Spiritual mm-hmm. Worry Coach podcast. And I was so happy when I found you. And I, I said to myself, oh, I have to have this lady on because, <laughs> you know, like for myself, I had a very um, challenging childhood. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that uh, when I was on your website, you had the same. So mm-hmm. can you explain to my listeners uh, what happened and then how you actually got into the, the uh, energy healing modality? Yes, um, I definitely came in here with a lot of contrast. And those that know me, um, I, I tend to joke, I say, I clearly didn't read the fine print coming into this incarnation, because I don't think I would have chosen that on purpose if I really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was really just a very toxic, cruel environment. Um, 
my family, there was narcissistic and sociopathic personality types, a lot of cruelty um, without any protection from it. And so I grew up really having a resistance to life here because I came in as a really sensitive soul filled with, you know, love and kindness and compassion. And, you know, seeing animals just almost brings me to tears because I just get so overjoyed with their presence and nature and the really simple things that really fueled my spirit. And to be confronted with such cruelty, I really did not vibe with this planet, <laughs> this plane of existence. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of resistance to life for a long time. Into my teenage years, I got into a lot of rebellious behaviors, drugs, alcohol, dating really early, you know, all of these things just to sort of escape life because I just didn't know how to do anything different and felt very defeated in that process. And what I learned throughout life is I continue to draw in very toxic relationships and very cruel people, um, people that were takers that were only out for themselves. And in my, um, my sort of agenda in life is to help people be there for people, uplift people. And when I was younger, I felt like I needed to fix because the people that were around me when I was growing up definitely were not in control of their own emotions. And so I found myself stepping in a lot of times trying to pacify that, you know, for their own sake, but also so I could feel safe. And so this behavior continued throughout, um, you know, into my twenties and even thirties, um, just trying to manage things. And then I finally ended up in a very, very, very abusive, um, toxic narcissistic relationship. And I literally was a shell of a person and finally decided I cannot do this anymore. And I really need to take a serious look as to what I'm drawing in, why, and how I can change it. So from that point forward, I took a deep dive into my own stuff, my own belief systems, my triggers, and really started to get clear about how I was creating my life. And I realized that I was creating a lot of things that I didn't like. <laughs> and if I was just as powerful at creating that, then I should be just as powerful at creating what I do. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I look back and I say, even though the challenges were very, very difficult, um, I feel in my heart, they were lessons for us to learn mm -hmm. and to be able to grow, grow past them and then become the person that we are supposed to be. You know, mm -hmm. I know for myself growing up in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, I was always bullied. And mm -hmm. I would always, uh, uh, I knew I was a healer because my grandma was a healer and it, it was always with me. Yeah. And so being bullied and called names, uh, after a while you say to yourself, I, I, I have to just, you know, step back a little bit. But then the time comes when you trust in yourself. And then like for myself, I did not care now what anyone thought of me. I said, this is who I am. Either you like me or and you don't. And if you don't, that's okay too. <laughs> so, you know, we, we step into our authentic self by all the challenges that we faced, you know, uh, growing up. Mm -hmm. So I guess you probably, uh, you know, had the same situation. And then we, we decide to finally do what we need to do for ourselves, as long as we, we understand it and get it. Yeah. And I do think for me, I was so focused on helping other people that I didn't realize that I also needed help, that I also needed to show up for myself. 
And I kept feeling like if I just do the right thing, I do what feels a calling for me, I help other people, I show up for other people, that things will come around for me as well. And I was realizing that they weren't. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, what? This, this system seems a little skewed. So I realized finally, um, through a lot of trial and error, that the universe isn't going to show up for me if I can't even show up for myself. Exactly. So everything really does need to start from within. And when I learned that amazing, fascinating secret, that I felt was hidden for me for most of my life, I started to operate from that place and realize how powerful I can be at, at really creating my reality and consciously doing that and recognizing that if something is appears to be an obstacle in my life, it's, it's kind of showing up, flagging me down, trying to get my attention because it's something that needs some care, needs some nurturing, needs some tweaking. So I go into that place and any obstacle that comes up, it's just an illusion based on a belief system that we created at some point in our, in our past. So when we start to manage that stuff, we can move really freely and clearly through anything and create, you know, like I said before, what we do want. (laughs) want. Yeah. And the most important thing, like for myself, I, I realized I needed to love me first. Yeah. Yeah. And, And to forgive and accept those that may have hurt me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with how to do that. We understand that conceptually. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know, we know we got it, you know, but we don't really know how to embody that sometimes. And it, it really does take a lot of um, kind of practice and trial and error again, to see what does that even feel like? How do I implement that? What does that look like? And a couple months ago, I was recognizing that I was not resting the way that I needed to. Uh-huh. And I decided that I, my go-to is work. I mean, it's hard when you love what you do, <laughs> oh, to, I know. <laughs> you know, to stop. You're like, but why? I love it so much, but we still, we need to restore. And so I was recognizing I was still applying too much of my effort and energy towards, you know, building content and all these other things. So I decided to stop doing all of the stuff and just focus on some main parts of my business, my clients, my coursework and release the rest of all the incessant creating of all these things. And I realized because I was in that stillness, what it meant to really give my life balance, Mm -hmm. to focus and spend time with myself and just whatever I wanted to do. And the first couple of days of this, this kind of self-love and rest journey, I was calling it, I was so uncomfortable (laughs) because I didn't know what to do with myself. (laughs) And I just was like, well, I'll just go and work because I I know what to do there. And and it was like, no, you need to just stop and just see what do you want to do? And one day it was raining outside and I thought I would just have so much fun walking in the rain. So I just went for a walk in the rain and things that I wouldn't ever allow myself to do otherwise, you know, except with changing that focus. I allowed myself to do these things that I wanted to do and not feeling like I need to incessantly work, you know, but I think we just don't know how to do that sometimes. No, you know, I had uh, took a few days off and, and I said to myself, okay, so why do I have that, that feeling to still go, 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 go. (laughs) When I said, maybe, you know, so then I, I decided to clean out my closets. I mean, myself what are you doing (laughs) you know maybe go to the park and walk around there just do something other than again being active but that's what it is I think we're we're so go 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 and so helping others that when we sit down it's 
it's a, a weird feeling. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, it almost feels like it's against the system, against the program, you know? And it's it's like you're in this current that's just taking you, and, and it's so strong that you don't even realize that you don't have to be in that current. And then when you get out of that, it does feel very destabilizing because it's just something very different. But if you can kind of give yourself that time and that grace to move through it, knowing it's going to feel awkward, <laughs> you know, it's you're kind of a novice at this, at this practice. And then you kind of get into that new groove and it feels really sweet there. It feels really nice there. It does. I actually did healing on myself. I mean, yeah. I do usually on myself a little bit at night, mm -hmm. but I actually sat and I, I did a whole hour healing mm -hmm. myself. And then afterwards I said, Oh, wow. I forgot how it feels to feel calm and peaceful because mm -hmm. I'm so go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful feeling. And then I, I said, all right, we don't need to do the closets or finish them right now. Right. All of a sudden they hold less weight, right? They, hold, they hold a lot less weight. Yes. <laughs> They still well, need to be done, but you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an interesting thing though, because that's been coming up a lot, especially this week is so many times when people are working into this transformation energy, sometimes they focus on what they're losing is as opposed to what they're gaining. Right. And so for you, you thought it feels good to just heal myself. And so all of a sudden the gain becomes really clear and you don't even think about the other stuff anymore. So it's like, Focus on what you want and then see what still fits <laughs> from that point forward. Yeah. Right. And I said, myself, okay, I have two bags ready full of clothes to give to the Salvation Army or the women, you know, in need. And there's a lot more to give. And I said, all right, we, we can do this a little bit at a time. It doesn't have to be done in the same day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. I think about when I moved into my, my current home and my girls, they came, they were with their dad at the time and they came the next day and everything was put away everything. Oh and we live in a three bedroom home with like two family rooms and things and everything was put away. Pictures were hung and they're like, mom, <laughs> but that's how I operate. You know, you get things done. You see something, you see the, a need and you get things done mm -hmm. and I'll sleep later kind of thing, you know? And then as you realize, as you go through life and you realize that doesn't serve me <laughs> in the ways that you think, I mean, I like to feel settled in my space. That's important to me, but that's a little excessive, <laughs> you know? And when you can cut yourself some slack and be human for a little bit, yes, it, feels wonderful. You know, it does. It feels so good. I actually let said, go take the next few days off and just do nothing. <laughs> That's right. Like, what does that even feel like? Yeah. Can you give yourself permission? Well, right. Because then we feel guilty that we're not doing anything, but it's all about taking care of us. Because how can it we is. take care of others if, if we cannot take care of ourselves? Yes. Yeah. They all, it's such a cliche thing. Like put your air mask on first. We're like, yeah, again, yeah, yeah, we got it. But until you practice it and embody it, you don't really, you don't really get it. Well, you actually <laughs> you know? don't. So, you know, but yeah. So now what, what type of energy healing do you, do you actually do? Yes. Yeah, so I'm a Reiki master as well. So I oh, teach okay. other people and I've trained mm -hmm. in cranial sacral therapy and polarity therapy, healing touch, hands of light. I've, I've just, when I realized early on, yeah, we're just kind of junkies about it. Um, when I learned early on that other people also knew about energy, um, I thought it was something that was just kind of weird about me. <laughs> and so when I learned that other people actually did this as a thing, 
I started taking every energetic modality I could get my hands on just to understand more about what I was already feeling and experiencing and to put some framework to it. So then throughout my experience of my professional career and my personal stuff, I sort of developed my own modality just in combination with all these other aspects of things that I learned. And in 2011, I opened up to channel. I have a really deep connection with the Ascended Masters. And so a lot of my guidance came through them, in particular, Archangel Raphael. Um, there was a healing session where I was working on a woman and I always invoked him. And I have four pillars that I work with mostly. And I could feel his presence almost like I was within him and he was within me. And I was kind of shadowing him as he was working on my client. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was the most fascinating experience and her eyes popped open and she said, what is that? And I said, that's Raphael. She's like, oh my gosh, this, the energy frequency was so interesting and beautiful. So I have a deep connection with them. Um, and so they also contribute to my work and kind of where I'm led within each session. So it's really an integrated um, modality. <laughs> it's, it's amazing when that happens. I know I was doing healing on one of my, he, he was a master healer also. And uh, all, I mean, usually I, I, I can feel Michael, Archangel Michael, Raphael, yeah. and, and quite many of them. And, but yeah. this time this was different. And I had my, of course, my eyes closed because I can actually see better with my eyes closed. Same. <laughs> Which is, I know it's odd, but it is. No, me too. And, yeah. And uh, here in front of me was, was Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it was like, I said to myself, is it my imagination? But I knew it wasn't. And I opened my eyes and I can actually see him. He mm. looked at me and he, he, he said, I'm giving you a gift. And he put his hands on my hands. Oh my gosh. I literally had the exact same experience. Oh, isn't that crazy? Right? Oh my gosh. Isn't that amazing? And what did you feel? It was like electrical current. Yes. Yes. Moving. <laughs> I like that. I, I actually felt like I was going to like go somewhere else, you know? And, yes. and then I, I thanked him. And then he, he looked at me and he said, then he, he touched my client. He's I'm giving him a gift also. And when, when the session was gone off over and when I woke up, no, um, he looked at me and he said, we had an incredible spirit step in. I said, yes, but don't say anything on the count of three. We'll both say the name. And we both said Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it was the most incredible feel. And from that point, and this happened like about maybe almost 16, 17 years ago, yeah. the, the, the energy, it was like now pranic healing, you know, mm -hmm. and yes. psychic, um, uh, you know, healing, you know, yes. removing it completely changed. So you had the same experience. So let me hear about yours. Literally almost exactly. Uh -huh. So we were, I was mentoring a friend of mine and there was this energy and I was teaching her about Ascended Masters and how to get in touch with her intuition and all these things. And there was this energy in the corner of the room. And I said, I said, do you feel that energy? And she said, yeah. And I said, you know, what, what do you feel about it? What do you pick up off it? She's like a J name. And I said, yep. And um, she said, James, this boy that she liked, I was like, no, think oh, bigger. <laughs> bigger. So um, it was Jesus. And he said, you know, he said, come, come in. And I said, let's walk into his field. And we started to walk in. It was so saturated that it was almost like we couldn't walk into it. And we started to back away a little bit and he said, no, come in, come in. It was like this beautiful bubble of this it kind of enveloped around us. 
And all of a sudden I felt like my entire system started to be rewired. And like you described, it was this electric energy that I started seeing kind of moving between my hands. And he told me, he said, this is the new frequency. It's, it's like the Christ consciousness love frequency, but it's much more electrical yes. than like Reiki or something. It's a different frequency. Um, and he said, you can gift this to people that are ready. And I have, I have throughout the years gifted this to other people through their palms um, when they were ready to heal themselves heal other people, but we have access to this. And, and those that are listening, you can request this. You can simply ask mm -hmm. if you're ready to receive this, but it felt like, um, like a faster current, almost like things can move through more clearly, more cleanly or something. It was less grounded than what I felt before. It was such an, a really interesting, um, vibration, it's like but, a floating, you know, little floating, yeah, well, it reminded me of those electric balls that you put your hand on and the little electric or the light, lightning things kind right, of come. Right. It looked like that to me in my mind's eye. Um, but that's so interesting that you had the same experience. I love that. I knew there was a really strong reason why we connected. I know. I know. <laughs> Believe me, there's always, you know, and I yeah. look through the whole podcast, you know, people and there's, I mean, you know, there's thousands uh, looking to the, and, and I can feel who I should have on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it just is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's hard to describe, <laughs> but it, it's just there. You just know. Yeah. Um, I, I do think we're all finding our tribe right now because I do feel like there is such a separation happening right now on the planet. Mm -hmm. Are you feeling that as well? This, this massive division? Oh, and, yes. You know, and I think that the people that are ready to move forward in one way are all gathering forces and the people that are moving forward in a different way are kind of gathering their forces too. But um, I've never seen such division like we're seeing now, but at the same time, it feels even more connective because we're gathering with like minds. Well, that's it. Th those of us that are looking to help ourselves heal mm -hmm. and to help others will it's like a tribe, you know, tribal, it, it'll be there for us. Yeah. And then you have the others that I don't, I, I still feel they're somewhat lost, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit more souls. Mm -hmm. I agree. I feel mm -hmm. like the people that are um, intrigued at all about there's a better way of life. There's something better for me. They, they can feel that kind of stirring in their soul. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as long as people are following that compelling force, you're always on path you know, and there's going to be people that are all over the board, all over the spectrum of where they are, how long they've been doing this. But I feel like as long as you're following what fuels you, what, what feels, you know, compelling to the spirit, you're always in the right place. You're you know? always, well, why do you think what, what, what actually prevents people from, you know, gaining their access to, to their inner worlds, you could say, you know, and, and how would you have, you know, help somebody tap into it? Yeah, I do think there's um, a lot of moving parts with that. Uh, sometimes it is as easy as resistance to life, <laughs> like what I came in here before. Um, when we're feeling a lot of resistance to being here, we're not really motivated to help ourselves here, you know, and then if we're not present in the now in this dimension, um, it's much harder to create things here, which then adds to the suffering, the state of suffering. Mm -hmm. And some people are so shrouded within that heavy, dense energy that they can't even really see that glimmer of light or where to follow. Mm -hmm. So some people 
um, just feel really overwhelmed by all the, the stuff and the shrouding that's around them. And so I think that um, to really get in touch with that peace within, because we can focus so much on the outer world and all the stuff that's not working, but we forget that we can always do something different if we come within. And when you tune back into what do I really need, what would help me to feel a little bit lighter, you know, and get in touch with those, those pieces, you can recognize that change can be made much easier there. You don't have to manage and navigate all these external moving parts, because that can feel really overwhelming. So I can see how that would create a lot of resistance in people. Do you feel a lot of children are very spiritual? And that unfortunately, the parents feel that they're making it up or takes them to psychiatrists and they give them medication. You know, what, what are you, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I do see a lot of the younger souls coming in with carrying less density, less karmic debt, all of those types of things that we at least believed <laughs> that we carried. Uh-huh. Who knows what's true anymore? These spiritual concepts are all being challenged as well as we move into this new earth energy. But I do see a lot of these younger beings coming in with a ton more clarity and a lot more light and the ability to move through things much more quickly. And even, so I work with a lot of people within toxic relationships and a lot of people are divorced from this, you know, air quotes, narcissist um, and their children, they're worried about their children that are also suffering from, you know, having this, this kind of toxic relationship with, um, within that dynamic. And what always comes through when I look at it is the person, let's say the mother, um, who experienced a lot of trauma came into this incarnation with a lot of lessons to learn regarding worth, value, respect, all these things. The kids that are born into this relationship are far less dense. They don't, they don't receive the same kind of um, amperage or percentage of that um, negative energy. Does that make sense? So let's say the mom is experiencing 100% of this trauma. The kids will only experience like 25% that actually affects them. They're far less dense. Um, I don't know if that whole thing made sense or oh, not, no, but well, uh, to yeah. me it does. Yeah, to you it does. Yeah. Um, so they they're not as impacted as what we think based on our wounds that they would be. You know, and their ability to see through these things seems to be a lot easier access point to be able to move through it and grow. And they learn these things much earlier on too, where somebody might be 50 something now, just learning it. The child is four and going through that same lesson. <laughs> you know what I mean? At a, at a different depth, but um, yeah, the kids that are coming in now, I'm just really amazed at how um, inspired they are to make the change. I feel like they're coming in knowing that this plane is changing and they're part of the wave of that transformation. Do you feel that the, before coming in, they, they severed those cords of attachment? I don't know if it's each, each generation that comes is clearing more and clearing more, kind of clearing the pathway you know, I do know I've, I work with people on conscious conception, people that can't conceive. I've, um, I'm on my sixth uh, pregnancy now helping. So we've had five successful babies so far. Um, yeah. And I talk to these spirits coming in and they will tell me, you know, the timing needs to be a certain, certain place, or this frequency needs to be set a certain way, or they're kind of more particular about how they come in, um, because of their own energetic alignment. So it's really important for them to kind of plug into this huge 
collective wave of consciousness at their right time. So it's interesting when you're communicating with the next generation and what they, what they really want, you know, do you feel that they, they, they pick their parents based on what they need to, to learn? I do. I, it's funny. Cause that's such a, um, a kind of a triggering question for me, because I was like, I certainly didn't feel like I <laughs> had the choice. Well, that's why I'm asking the question. <laughs> right. Right. I was like, uh-huh. I, I don't know if I would have chosen that on purpose. Um, <laughs> but I think that, I think there is an alignment, um, between parents and children. And I do believe that I had one as well, even though I don't like to admit it because it was, you know, a little crazy time, but I do believe that there are soul contracts in place and, um, ways that these spirits can come in and assist their parents and vice versa. I feel like there's already um, kind of soul agreements that are being played out. And you feel that, um, that, that, well, I know we all have choices whether or not to actually move past it or to stay, you could say somewhat stuck in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of um, kind of stagnations right now just because we're moving away from so much old and moving into something that's very, very different than we've ever been before. Yeah. So I think that it can be a little um, intimidating to kind of release everything that felt foundational, even though it never really was foundational. It wasn't something that you want to bring with you as, as your ground, um, but it can be a little scary to move away from everything that you've known. Oh yeah, because we're so used to it. And if it feels yeah. somewhat comfortable, as uncomfortable as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I've been noticing a lot of um, epiphany surfacing about myself this past year, even knowing that I had kind of lived my whole life in survival mode based on those beliefs that started really early on. And I noticed that I was still exhibiting behaviors that kept me in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And not really understand, like I had justifications of why I needed to do this or why I needed to, you know, go on this route or whatever. And it made sense at the time. But when I looked later at them, I was like, no, that decision actually kept me deeper in survival mode. So when we can recognize that we are in that place Mm -hmm. and really focus there to say, will this decision keep me in this uncomfortable place or will this decision help me to move out of that when you can get into that core you can start to make really drastic shifts and radical shifts from that place and not continuing to pacify what's familiar exactly and and it's very uncomfortable it is extremely uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I, I, i i i i describe it as you know being on a a roller coaster ride because you know there are those good days and there are those really bad days mm-hmm. but then you have to say okay there's a reason for this being this way let me get back to the the good day and allow myself to release that but boy it is mm-hmm. it is uncomfortable Yes, it is. It is. And in fact, that reminded me of something a friend of mine, she's a beautiful psychic medium told me years ago, she said, your vibrations all over the place. And I was like, what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means <laughs> long ago. And she says, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, you're all over the place. And shortly after that, it was on my, my kind of awareness. And shortly after that, I was down spiraling into some drama that was happening in my life or whatever. And I was in meditation and I said, why am I here again? And they said, you know, basically silly child, you created this three weeks ago. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And it's because I, when I was in that cycle, you know, three weeks ago or whatever it was, 
it was like, why am I always here? Why is this always happening? Why is this, you know, and grounding that energy in. Mm -hmm. So of course there's always going to be the ebb and flow and the upswing, but then you've already created another down spiral. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> that, that sucks to do that. And instead I'm going to stunt that down spiral and just try to be at least in neutral. I mean, I can't stay high all the time, but I can at least be in a neutral, you know, and then I started to come, you know, gradually continue to climb up and up and up from that place. Once I recognized I was creating those down spirals in my future. That's it. And boy, it, I, I look back and I say, why did I do that to myself? Yeah. Well, when we know better, we do better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it's, uh, I mean, I've done something to myself that was really like almost killed me actually. Um, mm. I had, this was, oh, this was about 10 years ago. Uh, no, a little more than when my, about 16 years ago. And mm. I kept on hearing Barbara stop walking and, you know, being on the phone and texting mm -hmm. and and I said, oh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> you know, when we don't listen, what happens? Yeah. Yes. And I was doing whatever I was doing. And I tripped over a cement slab in the parking lot. And as I fell, I fell on the sidewalk and then hit my whole head. Ooh. And all I can remember was saying, ouch. And then my husband was with me. He tried to grab me, but unfortunately he took my jacket off instead of grabbing me. <sighs> And because I was supposed to get hurt. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, rushed to the hospital and um, I was just bleeding everywhere. And uh, the doctor said to me, after all these tests that they did, I have good news and bad news. And of course I wanted the good news first. And she said, you know, you don't have any swelling on your head even though your head is out like that. She says, you didn't break your cheekbone even though you're bleeding. And I had bruises and cuts everywhere. And, um, and then the bad news was I crushed my nose. Oh my and gosh. so, uh, yeah. And so she said to me a little more over, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And she said to me, you know, um, what did you trip on the sidewalk or did you have something to drink? Now, now I don't drink alcohol. So I, mm -hmm. I said to her, I, I did not drink, nor did I trip over anything. This was completely my fault because mm -hmm. I wasn't paying attention. And I said to her, and it's, I mean, you'll, you'll appreciate this. As I was falling, I could feel a huge angelic wing underneath me. So mm -hmm. it was like, mm -hmm. okay, we need to hurt you because boy, you have not been listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't kill you, but we'll just hurt you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> tell you. And the thing is, as I'm falling, I could feel the angelic wing. And that's why I didn't think I got so hurt. But um, from that point on, I've never walked in text again. And now, well, you, you know, when we hear those voiceless mm -hmm. voices speaking to us, yeah. you have to pay attention. Yeah, it gets loud if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably, what I envisioned with the, the angelic being is they they help to buffer the fall a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd say you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, and and yeah, you're so true. It's so right. If um, if we're not listening, and we don't know sometimes that we're not listening, oh, because we just get so busy that we we're like, yeah, 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 we'll get to that, we'll get to that, and then they make it a little bit louder, a little bit.
bit louder until they really get your attention. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Clearly wasn't listening before. Was, oh yeah. And, yeah. and so it, it's that, that feeling that we, we have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people Absolutely. don't. I've noticed. Yeah. Well, and we're so focused outwardly mm-hmm. that we sometimes it's hard to hear those those channels if we're not used to it. And I always tell people too when they first start really trying to hear, trying to listen to their guidance system, think of it as as a tiny little thread, maybe sometimes where it's not going to come through a huge tractor beam of guidance. Mm-hmm. It might, it might, but it might yeah. not. And but if it, if those channels are congested, they're not cleared, you know, give that a chance to sort of stabilize within your field. And the more you practice that, the more you will consistently hear. And then again, it's choice <laughs> if we listen or not. <laughs> it's choice, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> But at least we had choice, but it was (laughs) (laughs) we just chose not to. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. That 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 interesting human condition. We have to laugh at ourselves (laughs) for our humanness sometimes. It's funny, like after all the work that was done, and you know, I remember saying, I will never not listen again. (laughs) Right. Right. Go ahead. No, I was going to, you know, my grandchildren uh, came over and, you know, my, and my daughter and they both just, you know, when I came out of the hospital and I had this metal thing on my face. I mean, it was really horrible. Um, and my granddaughter, now both of them are very spiritual, uh, mm-hmm. all three of them actually. And granddaughter comes over to me, she says to me, she comes a little closer to me, she says to me, grandma, you look horrible <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel it also right and right me, grandma you're not listening just oh. like that and I now I'm saying to myself oh this is like a little smart here you know and then she walks really close and I'm saying oh please don't get too close because I'm all like you know bandaged and everything just yeah. you know grandma because you weren't listening you could have died and we would have been oh. very very sad and that just hit me well you know right Mm -hmm. in the heart and I said wow you know here I am a spiritual being not Mm -hmm. paying attention to me Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and again it all came back to self-love and caring of myself and and Mm -hmm. slowing down a little bit yeah yeah and sometimes I think it's it's hard to trust in what we get sometimes Mm -hmm. and I learned kind of the hard way through um, learning to trust that voice, whether you understand it or not. Mm-hmm. And when I finally integrated with that process, I will never again not trust it. It doesn't matter if I'm if I'm going in one direction and this this you know intuitive hit comes in and says, totally change course. I'm like, okay, I'm there. I don't even question it because I know I've learned through enough practice with it to always trust it. And a lot of times I don't know why until after, (laughs) and I'm okay with that because it always comes around to make sense. But I do know that my mind doesn't need to be aligned with how I feel in order to trust that guidance system. Because yeah, the mind will always put us in a different direction. Yeah. But, but this, that feeling, and I I call it a voiceless voice that always speaks to us, Mm -hmm. is what we really need to feel and, and move forward with. Yes. You know, it's like getting lost in the car, you know, all of a sudden you feel go right, but then this says, no, go left, go left. And then you (laughs) think, no, I should have went right. Right. 
So yeah, it's, uh, it is, but yeah, the trusting, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think, you know, like us, we're really learning that if something just doesn't work out, it's mm-hmm. not supposed to work out that something right. else is going to come in. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it takes a little bit of time because as humans, we get really attached to ideas, to people, to material things, to outcomes. There's a lot of attachment. (laughs) And when you can really come into that space of trust, then you lose that attachment. You, You don't need those things to create safety or stability within that trusting in the process is everything. And no matter what happens around you, you're okay. And it's such a liberating feeling. And in order to come into that, I always recommend people starting with little things first, things that don't mean quite so much, you know, or have such an impact in your life. Just try to trust even what restaurant you want to go to, which, which way home you want to drive and just start to trust in little things. And that'll start to build that muscle to be able to trust in the bigger decisions that you need to make you know, the when and the how. And the other thing is not to really get caught up in the details of things because our minds create so many little (laughs) obstacles (laughs) that keep us really stuck. And if we just trust what we feel and move in that way with freedom, we get to where we're going much more quickly when the mind doesn't kind of get in the way of that. Well, that's it. And I I always say no expectations. Mm -hmm. Because then you will, you know, um, you're expecting. And and even when I see a client, I tell them, do not have any expectations to the outcome because I don't know what's going to happen during the session and neither do you, but they do upstairs. Mm -hmm. And whatever you need is what you're going to receive, not necessarily what you want. See, there's the difference. Mm -hmm. That is something funny. (laughs) (laughs) You might not always get to what you want, but you always get what you need. For sure. Yeah. Right. And I, I do think that intentions are really, really powerful when you can Mm -hmm. find a direction and feel that within and kind of follow that intention. You, you, you end, you land where you're going. It might look differently than what you first anticipated, but it's usually hundred percent of the time I'll say better (laughs) than what you could have ever envisioned for yourself in the first place. (laughs) How do you feel like people can move beyond like their, their resistance, you know, cause so many people are resistant towards a lot of things. They can be. Yeah. I think a lot of resistance comes from fear and it's just not trusting that they're going to be okay. And that can certainly keep people stuck. I'm seeing survival mode as being a major theme right now in yes. resistance mm-hmm. and people have maybe never felt safe in their lives. And I know that feeling very, very well. And it's, tricky to work through unless you can recognize the core of it. And when you can ask yourself with all certainty, you know, do I wake up in chronic survival mode? Do I wake up super stressed every morning? How do I feel throughout my day? And you can kind of tune into how your nervous system is functioning. And I was energetically nervous systems look like a bunch of little guys, like with their hands all up and they're shaking. It's Uh intense and it's on all the time. And I said, what about if they were just to kind of just soothe a little bit and just kind of lay down? Mm -hmm. How does that feel? And when you can even encourage your nervous system to kind of chill out a little bit (laughs) and just to feel what that feels like to not be in that hyper mode, then you can start to really assimilate to that. 
And you see then how your life begins to play out in a different way because you're not chronically in survival mode. So when you can switch that off, all of a sudden abundance starts to flow in, opportunities start to come in, deeper level love comes in because you're not continuing to perpetuate only surviving, but you got to get into the core. And when you do that, you feel empowered to do it. Oh, without a doubt. And I I feel a lot of people for some reason depend on... um, like a psychiatrist, because they're so in that other mode of like that, that they mm-hmm. feel they need medication to stop it. And, and mm-hmm. in, it really, in essence, the medicine is actually, for the most part, probably not doing them, you know, well, and then they need more medication. And now they're dependent on that when, like you said, to get to the core of your being, and to mm-hmm. figure out where, where exactly is this coming from? And why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. It can be intense, I think, for a lot of people that are especially dealing with a lot of trauma. And so, you know, medication is such an individual thing. And I think the people that are taking it, it might allow them to feel soothed enough so they can get in their stuff. Because sometimes it's so terrifying, they have complete resistance and shut down to it. So I always tell people to trust where they feel they're led within that scope. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, to me, I do think that it can suppress things as opposed to letting things feel. Mm -hmm. But if it's too intense where you're completely denying it or rejecting it, you know, then that can be super helpful to just take the edge off enough, I think, to be able to get into that stuff. But to hopefully understand why, why is it that you're feeling that way? Yeah, to be able to go in. And I do think people do use escapism tactics, a lot of times sex, Mm -hmm. drugs, drinking, you know, to kind of numb out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just don't feel equipped to deal with our own stuff. So those were, you know, it's when the escapism tactics come in. But if you feel, you know, once you realize it's not really scary in there, and you have tools and techniques, and you're capable of managing that stuff, then all of a sudden, you don't need those escapism tactics anymore because you feel very confident with your ability to go in manage your stuff and move on with your life already and that's why (laughs) i feel people should you know look for life coaching and and energy healers and you know Mm -hmm. hypnosis and things such as that yeah they they have a, a more understanding of why they're feeling that way and many times it could be a past life absolutely and they have no idea why that's happening Mm-hmm. I do think that there is something so powerful. I mean, you know, as energy healers, we know the potential of that work. And when you're moving in energy stagnation, you know, let's say you have a trauma and that trauma energy ball contains all the emotions, all the thoughts, all the beliefs. And so when you start to clear and decongest that field from the trauma, it also takes a lot of that stuff with it. It diffuses those emotions. It diffuses the mental loops that people go through. So energy clearing for me is the easiest access point Mm -hmm. to getting into that stuff, making big change and it feeling really nice (laughs) throughout the process Mm -hmm. where it's not like you have to go in there and dig up all the stuff again to unpack it. You just have a chance to learn to receive, learn what's happening in your energy body, start to move some things out. And then your, your sense of choice becomes more free as well, because you're not trying to battle through all that old congestion and trauma, you know, so energy clearing, I think is one of the most powerful things that people can do for their growth and transformation. Oh, that's why you, when I see clients and afterwards they, they, they say, I feel so lighter. Yeah. Yeah, Because we cleared 
it may not have been your energy, you know, it was probably other people's energies. Cause as you know, we mm -hmm. pick up energies from other people, places, things. Some energies are great and loving. Mm -hmm. Other energies are not so not great. So much. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah. And the other thing with energy clearing, I just had a client <laughs> the other day, we had a session a couple of weeks ago and she said, I couldn't wait for this session today. She says, you won't believe what happened after you cleared my field. And this happens for everybody. Whenever you clear your field, you get deeper in touch with your intuition. You then access what is in your highest good. So she's in the stock market. So she decided after the session, she got an intuitive hit to put some money on this one stock. Cool. And by the time the, the doors closed, the stocks you know, exchange closed at night, it was down 5,000. She thought, what, what, what's going on? Well, by the next morning, it was up $62,000. Wow. Oh, what's her address? <laughs> <laughs> And she said, she said, and there, and, and she knew exactly from trusting her intuition when to pull it. And there literally, she looked at it later. There was a 28 second window that she was able to get to the top of that and grab it and sell it before it plummeted. Wow. And this was all following her intuitive hits. And she said, I swear to you, it's because of this clearing work. <laughs> So think about the potential when you're not moving through your congestion and you can actually hear your intuition. It's, I mean, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is, I mean, we can allow ourselves to feel love, abundance or everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think people don't realize how much their exterior lives can change mm -hmm. based on what they do inside. So that's a perfect example of, you know, how this manifests when you're in your alignment. It's incredible. Yeah. I, myself, uh, I wrote my book. Oh, it came out in 2016, 2016. And I wrote it quite many years prior to that. And I used it for actually, uh, you know, teaching. Mm -hmm. And one of my clients had mentioned to me, oh, you know, you, you should publish this. And then I sat with me mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, there came that energy of abundance and knowing. And yeah. when I finished it, I said to myself, wow, how did I know what to do here? It's because I listened yeah. and allowed myself <laughs> to receive what, what, what was there all along. But, yeah. you know, it was, and I call it spiritual timing. When mm -hmm. the timing is right is when it will, it yeah. will be. And then it was, it was published and picked up, by, you know, from a publisher. Nice. I, mean, <laughs> I love that too, with the timing, when we try to act on something before it's time, if you're finding struggle and hardship and challenges, mm -hmm. that's a time I always say, you know, step back a little bit and feel into, is this, am I forcing this or does it feel like inspired action? And you know, when you feel inspired yeah. and when you get that hit, it's time and you're supported by that divine timing. And things flow much more easily. I love that. It's amazing. You know, I, I, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time, but then all of a sudden it really just was there for me. And I was originally calling it motivate your life. And then uh, I heard, no, we don't, you know, it's not the right name. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and I sat here and I said, all right. I closed my eyes and I, I, I asked, what should I call it? And I heard the Spiritual Warrior Coach podcast. And I chuckled because I said to them, 
hmm, do you really think that it's available? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, and then I heard, just look. And I did mm-hmm. and ended up getting the dot com and the dot net. And I said, <laughs> thank you. I will, uh, you know, I, I trusted, you know, but I still doubted a little bit, mm-hmm. but we, we need to trust it more because yeah. it's, it's there. Yeah. And that's when but- I decided to start doing this. It was the right timing. Yes. It's funny. It reminds me, I was, um, I was changing my name and my married name didn't fit and my maiden name didn't fit for mm. obvious reasons. And I just desperately wanted to find something that felt more like me first name, last name, all of it. I wanted to change all of it. And all I got was it's going to start with an A and I wasn't sure if that was my first name, my last name. So I was on all the time, like numerology, numerology, excuse me, numerology names, uh-huh. you know, all of these things, how all these things affect, I was on it. I was researching, I was looking at things. I was trying to find things. And every time I was searching, they were like, nope, nope, nope. You know, better. You don't spend time there. You know, better. And I'm like, I'm going to find it. Darn it. You know, and I was in there. I was determined. And finally I just got puckered out. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to drop it off. I'm going to leave it. All I knew was to start with an A and I was reading something one day and I came across the, the word at men and they said, that's it. And I it's just like this huge, like voice, like almost like the booming voice of God. That's it. And I said, that's it. <laughs> and they said, yeah. And I looked up the word at men and it, it's meaning is soul essence or true wow. self. Oh my. <laughs> I was like, Okay, I got it. (laughs) Because that's what I teach. I teach how to connect into your soul essence, how to connect with your true self. Of course, my name vibration is going to reflect that. And I was never going to find that on my own. So when I dropped it off and surrendered into divine timing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then I'm just going about my business, reading something and it drops in and there it is. And they alerted me to that. And then it was easy you know, but we need to be able to get out of our own way. <laughs> I had to get out of my own way because I said, oh no, motivate your life. <laughs> you know? right. Right. Well, yeah. and motivate, like you're pulling something and motivating. You're like, you need needing to pull an effort, you know right. what I mean? So and, I can see why that wouldn't fit with you. <laughs> and the thing is that I am a spiritual warrior. You know, yeah. that's, that's who I am. Yeah. It, it, it was like spot on. And it felt right, but then I, I said, oh, it's not going to be available, but it was. Yeah, it's crazy how things work <laughs> if we just listen. It's, and it's just such a joyful process when we do too, because we're like, seriously, is it that easy? Oh my gosh. And it's, it just becomes so joyful. I know. <laughs> it never I, gets old. It never gets old. And I was, I was like, I can't believe this. I, and then I heard, well, you know, just listen. All you need to do is ask and listen. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> we forget that part of the receiving part sometimes, you know, we're like, we're asking, we're asking, we're asking, where is this? And they're like, shh, yes, it'll come. <laughs> <Just settle. laughs> I know I have to laugh sometimes. Oh. It, it just, it, and it, I, I find it like completely like funny sometimes. And I say, hmm, you've been doing this all your life. Your grandma was a healer. You've been a healer. And yet what happens? <laughs> you know? Yeah, our humanness. <laughs> yeah, human. Yeah, we're, we're human. 
<laughs> yes, just to love every delicious part of it, you know. <laughs> exactly right. I know, and and just just be, just be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, what type of courses do you do you actually teach? Yeah, I have my um, my sort of my labor of love is my limitless course, and it walks people through how to unpack all the stuff that they're carrying with them that's creating obstacles in their lives and to be able to be liberated from that stuff, um, release the rickety foundation of what they once knew and be able to really see how they can build a much sturdier foundation for themselves. And so the first five modules of the course really build into how to create a new foundation as you're letting go of the old stuff that doesn't work. And then the next four modules talk about bringing love, bringing abundance, the art of receiving all of these things that people really want, but they're trying to bring in on the rickety foundation of the past. So we really need to establish a new sturdy foundation and then allow all the other delicious parts of life to come, to come in. Oh yeah. Cause once there is a strong foundation, then you can build anything. Yeah. Yeah. And everything is from within. So it really brings people back to themselves, gain a deeper understanding of what's going on in the inner realms and the inner worlds, how to access those places and to nurture those places and how not to be afraid of that. You know, once you learn how to process your stuff, anything can happen around you and you feel capable and empowered. Oh, without a doubt, a hundred percent. And, and I know even for myself, um, it, it when we first moved here like 16 years ago um someone had mentioned to me they were building a four seasons hotel mm-hmm. and within the hotel was a wellness institute and and it was in westlake and i pass it all the time and i tell myself if it's meant to be i will work there mm-hmm. and then i actually created a vision board Right. You know, yeah. I'm sure you know, yeah. right. And I put myself working there. Now I didn't know really the name or anything like that. And when they uh, finally, uh, they were requesting um, resumes, I put my resume in and uh, he had over, he interviewed over a hundred people. And when I went for an interview, I sat with him and I mentioned about what I did for nine 11 volunteering and a lot of other things. And, um, and I said to myself, if this is meant to be, it'll happen. And he had a few more people to interview. And all I asked him was just to let me know, you know, if it's yes or no. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, he, uh, Dr. Tan called me and he says to me, you know, um, I know we had a great interview and, and uh, I was feeling really great about you. And I don't know how to tell you this. And I said to myself, all right. It'll be fine. That something else will open up for myself. So then he says to me, "Well, uh, can you start tomorrow?" <laughs> <laughs> so you know, when you believe in yourself and you mm-hmm. trust and you listen and and you can feel, if that is meant to happen for you, mm-hmm. it's going to be there. And I was there for like twelve years, and then I I uh, uh, walked away uh, and and opened my own uh, center, but. Yeah. You know, we have to trust ourselves and say, I- I'm as good as as someone else, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm special. You know, we're all special. I always say there's no there's not another bar. Yeah, there's a lot of people named Barbara, but there's only one Barbara. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like there's only one gene, you know, yes. even though there's hundreds and thousands of genes. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're all special and unique. 
Mm-hmm. And, and and it's so important that like what you teach, you know, to tap into that and to be, yeah. you know, our authentic selves. Yes, I know. And I think that the more we do that, the easier and more fulfilling and satisfying life can be. And our partnerships grow deeper and everything, everything good happens there. <laughs> so I encourage people to do it. <laughs> yeah. So where can my listeners find you? Yeah, my website is the easiest place, jeanetman.com. And there you can find my private work, my courses, my other offerings. There's some freebies on there for people. So go to jeanetman.com and you can access all that stuff. Oh, Jean, this is a delightful interview. <laughs> Thank you. I had you fun need to too. Stay in touch. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> oh, it, it's, you know, it, when, I, when I finally find other, you know, healers such as mm-hmm. yourself, and you could just feel that it it is right. Yeah. And that, you know, I could feel you, you your authenticity. So it, it's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. Thank you. I know. I think that as we are all finding, you know, each other, it does. It feels like coming home. We're like, oh, I know you. Even I don't know you. I know you. Right? <laughs> I, I know. You know, it, it's made yeah. so many people that I guess that I've had. It feels like I've known them forever. Mm-hmm. And yet we've just met. Yeah. Yeah, our souls know. They're crappy little things. (laughs) I I listened when they said, that's the one. Right. That's right. No no more resistance. That's right. (laughs) I love that. Uh, So it's jeanatman.com. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. um, (laughs) uh, We have to stay in touch. (laughs) Be my pleasure. And if you come up, you know, uh, are you going to do another? Is that your your sole course or will you be doing some other online courses? I've got a lot of projects in the works. I'm Uh very, very inspired. Um, I've got three other ones that I'm working on currently, but um, I'll, I'll announce those when they're close to being launched. So then maybe we need to do another interview. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I've got all kinds of stuff on autoimmunity and chronic illness and healing yourself through um, energy systems and all kinds of stuff going on. So yeah, if you're interested, um, hop onto my mailing list and you'll be um, alerted to when those are available. I will do that. Yeah, me. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So it's GeneAltman.com. So Please check her out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Barbara. Oh, you're welcome, honey. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Well, you know, gee, thank you for listening today. You know, and a, a very big thank you to my special guest, Jean Atman. And I hope that you heard what you needed to hear. So again, thank you for listening and visit me at motivateyourlife.net. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. And I also have another YouTube channel, Barbara Saban. And there uh, I have some grounding and sleep and relaxation meditations. But please like and visit this this Spiritual Warrior Coach podcast. Um, And uh, for those of you maybe interested in learning energy healing, check out my book on Amazon, The Beginner's Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, interview as much as I did. And again, I'd love to hear from you, but most importantly, have a beautiful day filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara.